Welcome back. Friday, November 4th, 2022. I am Seth Liebson. Let me give you the phone number. It's 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Got a big show for you today, but it is Open Lines Friday, and you are welcome to call with anything you'd like to ask or contribute. Well, we've been speaking about this election being about much more than just the economy, Peggy Noonan puts her nod of agreement on that today, writing in the Wall Street Journal, quote, The wave we are in has been building since the spring and summer of 2020 and the protests and riots sparked by the killing of George Floyd. That period has never been fully appreciated as the time of trauma and disorder that it was, with small businesses going up in flames and some downtowns turning into war zones. It was just about that point the Democratic Party made it obvious they'd gone far left on issues of crime and punishment. Then Afghanistan, illegal immigration, inflation, and wokeness in our schools. Those things would leave voters turning against a ruling party and taking from it some of its power, close quote. Let's fill that out just a bit because there's even more. It's not just wokeness in our schools. It's re-racializing our children shaming them on issues of race, sometimes their own. It's sexualizing children with completely age-inappropriate material that borders on child pornography. It's teaching them to be ashamed of their sex and that they can change it. It's telling boys they can go into girls' locker rooms and compete against girls in the NCAA. And it's all, all of that coming with the Democratic Party dialectic I've outlined before. Deny any of it is taking place then justify it when it is no longer deniable, then mandate it and conceal it from the parents whenever and wherever you can, or try to chill them and shut them up. And it's more still. It's something odd about the children and using them to soothe adults' anxieties, isn't it? You saw this with the transgender movement in our schools that Ron DeSantis put a stop to, with the transgender or LGBTQ teachers on TikTok lacrimosely explaining how they will no longer be able to talk to their kids, their kids, i.e. the school students in school who they actually did not give birth to or are the parents of. They won't be able to talk to them anymore about their dating life or their intimate home lives as they wailed on TikTok. We saw this during COVID, where we punished children, shamed them, and frightened the hell out of them for a disease that would not harm them more, in fact would harm them less than the risk of their drowning to death. Let me put it differently. More children die in auto accidents in a given year than COVID. Let me put it differently. More people fully vaccinated died with or from COVID in several states in just one year each state independent of the other with their data, than all children, vaxxed or not, throughout the nearly three years of COVID throughout the entire United States. There are states in this country where more people were fully vaccinated who died with or from COVID in one year than all the children from all across the United States in nearly three years of COVID. Though we were told by the CDC and this president the vaccine would keep you from getting COVID, being hospitalized for it, or dying from it, And then they mandated it, didn't they, that vaccine? It's the use and abuse of children the left has taken up so ardently and so matter-of-factly as if it's not only okay, but the right and moral thing to do. And it's still shut down and locked down stuff as well. 
an awakening to the fact that Anthony Fauci and the CDC were either lying to us or not quite as knowledgeable as they told us and we were led to believe. It's the Fauci and CDC amen corner in the Democratic Party that more and more people are waking up to the fact was used for political purposes. And it's the downwash of all that, the unsettled economy that resulted, the employment and employer issues that pervade as a result, and the mental and educational crisis now suffusing the most innocent, the children, once again. It's about the speech police and arbitrary censorship. It's about politicalizing violence and the hypocrisy and double standards of famously named Democrats justifying violence against Republicans, and bearing the stories about it while ratcheting up any possible connection between violence that affects Democrats when committed by the deranged who may have a conservative or right-wing meme among his otherwise incoherent rantings. It's about the drug poisoning problem, which is a hair's breadth from reaching the high watermark of illegal drug use in this country and the rising death toll that seems to be met with either complete disregard or encouraged appeasement rather than prevention and treatment. It's about all this and more. It's about the Democratic Party attacking half the country as fascist, as un-American, as anti-democracy. I mentioned yesterday there used to be a movement called Not My President. It was the left liberal movement to march and virtue signal and question the legitimacy of Donald Trump's election. Had huge support, and it was national. Rallies were attended by the thousands in various states. Not thousands around the country, thousands in each state. Some of those rallies became violent. That movement changed, and it is now led by the President of the United States. But not about Donald Trump or one man but those who support or voted for him, i.e. Republicans. And Joe Biden with the ongoing fascism talk and the ongoing a vote for Republican as a vote against democracy talk is saying to half the country, not my fellow Americans, not my fellow citizens. This is a new one in politics, but our politics is new. And I haven't mentioned the issue of crime yet either. The Democrats' position on crime, now that Americans have woken up to abusing police rather than arresting criminals, making our streets less safe, are turning on those of us who do want to talk about it. Front page headline in the New York Times yesterday, quote, stoked by Republicans, fears of crime lewd large for midterm voters, close quote. You see what they're saying? Fear is the problem. And it originates from Republicans stoking that fear. Crime isn't the problem. Fear is the problem. By the way, what is stoking? It's agitating and pouring fuel on the fire. Get this? By merely talking about it. Again, they want to shut us up. Pretty soon it's going to be an amazingly large list of things we Republicans are not allowed to speak about. And it's the abortion extremism too. The lie has been learned that the Dobb decision did not outlaw abortion in America, and the truth has been learned that maybe it's the Democrats who are more extreme than the Republicans on this issue by A, allowing threats against Supreme Court justices, B, ignoring actual assassination attempts on them, and C, watching and seeing with their own eyes a self-proclaimed moderate Democrat after self-proclaimed moderate Democrat says Republicans are extreme on this issue while they refuse to state or claim they would support curtailing third trimester abortions up to and including the point of birth and after. 
which are twice as common as abortions for rape and incest. This extremism label has been disoriented, and people are waking up to that, too. It's a reaction to all of this and, of course, the economy, which, despite being told is due to the war in Ukraine, people are beginning to learn would be exactly where it is today, were there no war in the Ukraine. It's not the war in Ukraine. It's the spending spree and deconstruction of energy independence in America that has been led by Joe Biden and the Democrats. It's about what Jennifer Say, who was a vice president of Levi's before she was fired, and a good Democrat. It's about what she wrote this morning as to why she's now leaving the Democrats. Lockdowns, endless states of emergency, use of COVID to demonize and divide, no debate or dissent, the cultism, they're hypocrites, they deny reality, they're snobs, they don't believe in free speech, they hate kids. That's what Jennifer Say, a Democrat until a year ago, said this morning on Twitter. It's about what Richard Nixon said in 1968 about those who were not represented by the Democratic Party then. He said, quote, it is the quiet voice in the tumult and the shouting. It is the voice of the great majority of Americans, the forgotten Americans, the non-shouters, the non-demonstrators. They are not racists or sick. They are not guilty of the crime that plagues the land. They are black and they are white. They are native-born and they are foreign-born. They're young and they're old. They work in America's factories. They run America's businesses. They serve in government. They provide most of the soldiers who died to keep us free. They give drive to the spirit of America. They give lift to the American dream. They give steel to the backbone of our country, close quote. And you know what it is especially about these Americans? They know they are not racists or that we live in a sick country. They know they aren't responsible for our failings. They know they want to work, and the government told them they couldn't. They know they want to go to school and work for the government, but they shouldn't have to pass an ideology test, as if loyalty oaths are back in fashion. They know they are not a movement of fascists and that everything the Democrats have done in my foregoing mentions wreak much more fascism than anything Republicans have tried to do collectively. Somehow, I think maybe Democrats in Washington know this, too. Why else would they try to shut us up and spread yet more fear that voting the wrong way is the real threat? Because they like threats. I think, in short, Americans are tired of being bullied. And that's what this election is all about, Charlie Brown. I'm Seth Liebson, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. Are you concerned with stock market volatility? What if you could invest in a portfolio with a high fixed rate of return that's not correlated to the stock market? Portfolio where you'll know what each monthly statement will look like with no surprises. You can turn your monthly income on or off, compound it, whatever you choose. And there's no loss of principal if you need your money back at any time. Your interest is compounded daily, you're paid monthly, and there are no fees. It's a secure collateralized portfolio that delivers a high fixed interest rate thanks to the good people at Y Refi who do very well by doing good for others and you can be a part of that too. Y Refi is a due diligence approved firm and you can earn up to a 10.25% rate of return. That's right, 10 and a quarter percent. Just go to invest 
yrefi.com. That's invest, the letter Y, then refy.com, or call 888-YREFI-34. 888-YREFI-34. Make sure and tell them I sent you, Seth sent you. Um, if Joe Biden has uh, stood for anything over the past week, it's talking about how dangerous it is to be an election denier. On Tuesday, he uh, sounded like Joe McCarthy in Wheeling, West Virginia in 1950. On Tuesday, he did, standing next to Charlie Crist in Florida, saying there are 350 election deniers running for office in this country, and we're going to have to do something about them, Charlie. 350. Wednesday, he said, there's a list of over 300 election deniers in this country. It sounds just like Joe McCarthy, who started with the list of 205 and could produce no names and ultimately abandoned that number for not being true. Do they realize how McCarthyite they are these days? In any event, if you know one thing that Joe Biden's focused on, it's saying that it is toxic to our polity and our rhetoric to question an election, to say an election was fraudulent or an election was stolen. How how much how sincerely does he believe that? That's been his rant for the last two or three days, hasn't it? Four days. Here's how seriously he believes it. Listen carefully to this rally today. My friends, we offer a starkly different version and vision of this country, a vision of a better America that's within our reach, that's within our hands, if we just vote. If we elect two more senators, we keep the House and Democrats, we're going to get a lot of unfinished business we're going to get done. Folks, look, we'll codify Roe v. Wade. We'll ban, we'll ban assault weapons. We'll protect Social Security and Medicare. We'll pass universal pre-K. We'll restore the child care tax credit. We'll protect voting rights. We'll pass election reform and make no, make sure no one, no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again. Whoa. Whoa. We're going to make sure no one steals an election again? Quick question. Who stole an election, Joe? Who are you talking about? I thought you weren't allowed to say that an election was fraudulent or stolen or somehow questionable or illegitimate. What is he talking about? Make sure no one has the opportunity to steal an election again. Huh. Huh. I wonder if it has to do with all those not-my-president people he's finally waking up to were part of his movement and part of his party. No, it's not that at all. You know it's not that at all. You know that it's only a crime. It is only a political crime if you say it about Democrats winning. It is not a crime. In fact, it is encouraged and subsidized if you say it when Republicans win. That's why Hillary said it. That's why Nancy said it. That's why all the Democrats said it. That's why Jerry Nadler said it. It's why Chuck Schumer said it. It's why James Clyburn said it. James Clyburn. James Clyburn. Number three in the House. Did you see what he said? Early this morning, if you vote Republican, quote, this country is on track to repeat what happened in Germany 
when it was the greatest democracy going, when it elected a chancellor that then co-opted the media. We're Hitler, folks. You vote Republican, we're Hitler. He needs a, um, a history lesson. Germany was the greatest democracy going in 1933. Really? In the 1930s, democracy was stronger in Germany than it was in America or Great Britain? Germany was the greatest democracy? How can it be so great if it produces an Adolf Hitler? But that's not really the main point, is it? The main point is not my fellow Americans, as I was saying in my monologue in the previous segment. It's an awfully odd thing to get your head and hands around this notion that Democratic leaders from Joe Biden to the number three in the House, Jim Clyburn, are saying, you Republicans are not my fellow citizens. You are not my fellow Americans. You are Nazis. It's a hell of a thing to say. John Hinderocker was uh, guest hosting the Dennis Prager show uh, earlier today, and he had me on as guest. It was a privilege to be so. And I was um, I was simply making the point with uh, John, among other things we were talking about, I was simply making the point uh, with all this fear-mongering that if you vote Republican, you're going to be, let's see, using Clyburn's words, repeating what happened in Germany when it was the greatest democracy going. Repeat the Third Reich if you vote Republicans. I said, let the record reflect, um, John, let the record reflect that on something called the Dennis Prager Show, someone with a name like Seth Liebson is saying, I can't wait for people to elect Republicans and have the Republicans take back power. I think, I think, I think it's a little safer coming from a Liebson on a Prager about what happened in Nazi Germany than Jim Clyburn. I think it's a little safer for us to say, you know who scares us more? The Democratic Party that plays so casuistically and so casually with these Nazi themes while they act out Third Reich policies. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a delight to welcome back to our airwaves Penny Nance. She is the CEO and president of Concerned Women for America, Concerned Women for America Legislative Action Committee. She's in Arizona. She is doing a um, She Prays, She Votes bus tour that has her going everywhere from Flagstaff to Glendale to Phoenix. Penny, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great, Seth. Thank you for having me on. You bet, and welcome to uh, welcome to our great state. Uh, I'm sure not your first visit. Welcome back, I should say. Uh, tell the audience a little bit about this She Prays, She Votes bus tour. Well, thank you. This is Concerned Women for America's effort to go into the key battleground states and to encourage conservative women, particularly women of faith, to step forward and make sure they vote, but also to talk to their friends and colleagues and family that are like-minded and make sure they do the same. So we've rolled through um, tw- the 12 states. Arizona will be our 12th, 40 stops, and we will be ending the day before the election on November 7th, um, as you said, in um, in Buffalo Ships. Uh, it will be our last stop, but we'll be in Phoenix 
tomorrow and or sorry Sunday and uh, Monday. Yeah, so I can. Uh, yeah, I got. I think I have your schedule right here. Let me give it out for the audience. Um, okay. On Sunday at two thirty, you will be at the state capitol. So Sunday mm-hmm. at two thirty, election day prayer rally. Uh, and then at 5.30, you will do a prayer vigil with 40 Days uh, for Life in Glendale, Arizona. And then on Monday, the day before the election, you will do a prayer and roundtable discussion at 10.15 at Choices Pregnancy Center, which is a fantastic organization. Uh, yes, I, we're I was, so excited. Oh, yeah. that is a. This is an organization that a United States senator named Elizabeth Warren literally twice said should not be allowed to exist, Penny. You know this. Yes, yes. Over 100 churches and pregnancy care centers have been targeted by domestic terrorism under the Biden administration with zero help from the FBI. And our, In fact, our organization uh, was, was targeted and vandalized. We had someone who ripped uh, down our, our security system, um, urinated on our door, exposed himself on our cameras. I mean, it was it was just a mess. Local law enforcement got involved, but we never heard, even though we we reported it to the FBI. So that's indicative of what's happening around the country. Um, but the good news for you, Seth, is I've been around the country, and American women are seeing through yeah. the lies of the left. Good. That's why you're going to see a red wave. Uh, come Tuesday. Good. Let's talk a little bit about it, uh, Penny Nance, if we can. Um, And thank you for doing this, by the way. This is, you know, everyone's rolling up their sleeves and pulling up their socks to do everything they can. I'm glad you guys see Arizona is so crucially important as well. Penny, um, the lies of the left. First, they leak unprecedentedly leak a decision to weaponize it for political purposes, uh, leak a decision, a pending decision from the Supreme Court. It's not that big of a it's not that big of an outfit. The United States Supreme Court is not that big. And yet we still don't mm-hmm. know who did that. That's kind of interesting. That's right. That's uh, right. The second thing is the left immediately, the Democrats immediately started saying Republicans and conservatives outlawed abortion in America. People are waking up to that lie. Not true. And then finally, this one, that we're the extremists as self-declared moderate Democrat after self-declared moderate Democrat said, no, we would not issue any exceptions to uh, the right to choose to have an abortion, even in the third trimester, up to including mm-hmm. an afterbirth. And I think Americans are waking up saying, wait a minute, who's the, who's extreme? Don't you think there's some of that going on, Penny? The more people learn, the more people oh, get absolutely. closer to the vote? absolutely. You know, uh, the Biden administration put all their eggs into the abortion basket in this election cycle. They thought simply because that Roe was overturned, um, that immediately uh, there was going to be rioting in the streets, which never happened. And that, you know, women, all women were going to turn against conservatives and vote for liberals. And that didn't happen either, because the truth is 70 percent of American women say they want some um, prohibitions on abortion, some limits. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not be with me that life begins at conception, but they're certainly not with Hillary Clinton and, and the rest of them um, and the Biden administration that thinks abortion should be legal any number uh, at any point in pregnancy, all paid for by the tax. I got that t- is their position, and they're, they're saying it out loud. They are saying it out loud. They are not ashamed. We have gone from safe, legal, and rare to safe, legal, and as often as you want, and we're going to celebrate it and have big public parties over this in the public streets. 
Penny, if you can uh, bear with me for a commercial break, I want to take one and come right back with you. This is so important what you're doing, and we are so glad to have you in Arizona. I'm Seth Liebson. She's Penny Nance from Concerned Women for America and Concerned Women for America Legislative Action Committee. She and I will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. It is a delight to have Penny Nance with us. We also have her with us in our state. She is leading a bus tour on behalf of Concerned Women for America and their Legislative Action Committee. She prays, she votes. She's in Flagstaff today and coming down to Phoenix and Glendale. I'll give you uh, those places and locales again uh, before we um, before we uh, let Penny return to the campaign trail. Penny, what are you saying to the audiences in Arizona and these other battleground states you've been visiting about this label of extremism? I am so sick and tired of being called an extremist when I see in the light of day what the Democrats are actually up to. How do you, how do you respond to, oh, well, Penny Nance and Seth Leaves and those extremists? <laughs> it's pure it's pure projection. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, I, I mean, this is the very group of people that says that biological men can simply be women <laughs> right. by stating it. Oh. I mean, you don't even have to shave your legs in their book to, to, in order to, you know, have that title. And it's it, we can kind of joke about it, but the truth is it's not funny when you show up at a track meet or a swim meet with your daughter who's worked her entire life for this moment, and she cannot win because she's swimming against a biological male. And by the way, that biological male, and this is what happened in the case of Leah Thomas, who still dates girls, is also in the locker room with her. I was going to say um, it's the locker room as well. Um, It's the bathrooms. You know, you live in Virginia. What was going on in Virginia at even below the college level with uh, biological males going into women's bathrooms? Well, that's right. And it was that issue that woke up, I think, the, the moms of America. Yeah. I mean, this is part of what we're seeing. I think that uh, I think um, 2022 is the year of the mad mom. Yeah. And, you know, this sort of leftist ideology, gender ideology that crept into the school system via um, academia, Mm -hmm. honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, young younger teachers that were programmed by academia to believe this this leftist ideology um, are bringing it with them, and no one stood up. And then suddenly all the kids went home for COVID, and moms realized what they were being taught. And then you had the very, very serious circumstance in Loudoun County, Virginia, where a young girl was raped. They lied about it. Mm-hmm. A young girl was raped in the bathroom, and then that, that child, the boy, was shipped to another school where it happened again. Yep. The father, in that case, was hauled out of a, a board meeting, you know, a school board meeting, because he, he was so upset that, you know, they, they lied about the situation. So now you have parents that are like, what is happening to my school system? Yeah. And you have the FBI being, <laughs> being told to look into these parents yep. as opposed to the groomers that are grooming our children. We've had enough. We've had enough, Seth. And American moms are swinging to the right. You've seen the numbers. Uh, suburban women now favor Republicans by 15 points. Independent women swung 32 points a month ago it was uh they were in favor of democrats by by 14 points and then they swung to to republicans by 18 points 
So it is, it, it's a really just a moment where women are taking a stand on behalf of their kids. Well, thank God they are. And we're not even scratching the surface. I mean, we didn't even get to the child pornography that they're using in our schools. We didn't even get into the uh, encouragement of children. Yeah, you gave a mention to it. You did. In fairness, uh, the, mm-hmm. the encouraging mm-hmm. children to change their sexes if they're unhappy about it. Or the idea that the teachers should be protected and the administrators should be protected when they want to conceal it from the parents. They are so That's ardent, right. Penny, in their extremism. It's a laugh to think that we're the extreme party. Well, that's that's 100% right. But I I do think we are moving, I think, on this particular issue in in the right direction. But it's going to have to be something we have to stay on. And honestly, I think until we get to the point of educational freedom, and that is something CWA plans to take head on next year, um, in which the money follows the kid and the parent can choose whatever school they want. When there's a real competition, set up between schools, now you're going to see something change. I think that's right, Penny. I think that's absolutely right. It's an odd party, the Democratic Party, that wants to do so much to our children, the child abuse, the ch- ch- child abuse that they're putting our kids through, all that, the COVID stuff, the educational deficits we're now dealing with, the mental health effects from using children to soothe the anxieties of adults. You saw this with the teachers mm-hmm. in Florida when they when they started crying that they couldn't talk about their home and their and their sex lives with their kindergarten students. Right? I mean, it is an odd thing to use and abuse children this way. That's their party. That ain't our party. And and it used to not be a partisan concern. Everyone was against the abuse of children once upon a time, not that long ago. Well, and that's true. And I, I and I think there's a whole lot of very responsible people and teachers who also, even no matter how they identify, are that are not okay with what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I, and so you know, they need to find their voices as well. And I think perhaps we're starting to see that happen. Actually, so I mean, it, it's just. Common sense needs to return to the classroom, and parents have to speak up for it to be done. The day of people just being blithely unaware of what's happening in the curriculum and the school system is over because it is now being run by people who are the extremists, as you said. Um, But we're we're waking up, and that's part of what we're doing on our bus tour. By the way, on the back of our ginormous bus, it says, honk if what a woman is. Lots of honks. Oh, that is fantastic. Honk if you know what a woman is. I like it. Yes, we have come to an age where a Supreme Court justice cannot define what a woman refuses, refuses to answer the question, do you know what a woman is? Joe Biden was on the trail today, uh, Penny, saying uh, to cheers that um, you have to return Democrats to power so that they can federalize by law. Roe versus Wade. I don't think people understand that that, too, means abortion up to and during and even after birth. Do you want to say a word about that? They truly don't understand. You know, the the funny thing is they can keep pounding that drum, but it's not working because women in New York and California and all those places sadly woke up to nothing different. Yep. Right. right. In New Jersey. I mean, it didn't change. It got opened up for the for the. States. And what they're saying is they want a federal law that will create the right to abortion up until birth. And mm-hmm. they want to force that on Oklahoma and all the other states. And they, they're against any federal limits whatsoever, even if it puts us to the left of Europe. Yep. You know, they, that's they, right. Or Mexico, uh, right Lindsey below Graham's us. Yeah. Bill. 
Yeah, Lindsey Grahamsville was 15 weeks, which, you know, is be, is in the, into the second trimester. Of course. Which is where most of American women are when right. you pull them. Right. But they're, you know, they absolutely cannot see past their own biases to recognize what American women are thinking about, which I can tell you, they're very worried about inflation. They can't afford the gas in their, in their car. They're having to put food back in the grocery store because they don't have enough money to pay for it. And um, and they're telling them that everything's just fine. There's everything's just fine. The, the economy's great. I don't know what you're talking about. You really want to make a woman mad. That's the way to do it. And so you know their 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 um, policies are completely backward of what American women want. And they're actually going to feel the the fury of that come Tuesday. Yeah, they've made American women's and moms' jobs harder, but they've got a great. Great, great advocate in you, Penny Nance. Thank you. Folks, you want to, uh, you. you betcha, you want to meet up uh, with the work that Penny Nance is doing on this She Votes, excuse me, She Prays, She Votes bus tour here in Arizona. Uh, you can go to concernedwomen.org. Uh, that would probably be the best bet to see it. But it will be uh, Sunday at the state capitol at 2.30, a prayer vigil at 40 Days for Life at 5.30 on Sunday, and on Monday, Choices Pregnancy Center in Glendale. Penny Nance, thank you. I'm Seth Leibson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show. I want to tell you a little bit about Bingo Reverse Mortgage. Inflation is slamming retirees. It's throwing retirement budgets into chaos. Inflation is at a 40-year high. The dollar isn't going as far as it did just months ago. With gas prices sky high, grocery prices increasing over 13% since July, and a recession looming, aging adults are struggling to make ends meet. A reverse mortgage could be the safety net you need to get through these hard times by allowing you to convert the equity in your home into cash. A reverse mortgage could put more money in your pocket for living expenses, help you fight inflation, make your investments last longer, and give you the security in your retirement that you deserve. Call the veteran-owned and veteran staff bingo team at 928-277-4476. That's 928-277-4476. Or visit bingoreversemortgage.com. That's bingoreversemortgage.com. Mention this radio ad you heard from me and get a free appraisal reimbursed at closing, a $1,000 value. This extremism title, you think about some of what I was saying in my monologue and the abuse of children. I was thinking about how so much of leftist and liberal energy in this country was um, was trying to take the mantle of the defense of children for so many years, particularly in the 60s and 70s. You know, maybe some of you will remember the bumper sticker or the poster with the flowers. War, let's see, war is unhealthy for children and other living things, I think is what it said. War is unhealthy for children and other living things. Um, Kurt Vonnegut uh, Probably most famous book or one of his top two most famous books was called Slaughterhouse-Five or The Children's Crusade. All of this was about protecting children, their brains, their innocence, their morality, their morals. Even the free-to-be-you-and-me stuff that I've played here from time to time was all about protecting children and having them grow up to be healthy. Of course, Mr. Rogers um, something about Sesame Street back in the day before it decided to go fully Marxist and woke, progressive. And now 
we're extremists for wanting to defend the innocence of childhood, for wanting to save childhood. We're the extremists. Well, extremism in the defense of liberty is no vice. But as Martin Luther King said, if I'm an extremist for love, let them call me that. And if I'm an extremist for peace, let them call me that. If I'm an extremist for justice, let them call me that. Let them throw the epithets around. We know what's what, and we know who the extremists for ill, baleful, and evil really are, don't we? In the light of day, that's why they have to lie. That's why they have to change their websites in the cover of darkness. That's why they have to gaslight. George Kaloff coming up. He's in studio. Happy to take your calls. Anything on elections, races, politics. He's the expert. 602-508-0960. Line up for George. 